श्री कृष्णा श्री कृष्णा श्री कृष्णा श्री कृष्णा गुरुर्ब्रह्मा गुरुर्विष्णु गुरुर्देव महेश्वर गुरु साक्षात परम ब्रह्म तस्म श्री गुरव नम तस्म श्री identity crisis is the basic issue and because of which we all suffer in life so this identity crisis if it is not there life becomes very smooth for example which teacher doesn't know what is the duty of a teacher everybody Which student doesn't know what is the duty of a student? Every student knows. But something happens, and that something is, for a moment, there is identity crisis. And this identity crisis comes only just for a moment, but creates a lifelong damage. Like many people, when they have got power. and that power is utilized for the wrong ways and then thereafter they regret so why it happened because when the power was invested in them they thought it is their power no in the power of the chair you have no power in this world this i learned from one of my friends a very bad experience but worth learning this happened in uh, bihar then bihar now jharkhand we were going with my friend and by a small road for a walk and one man came from opposite and he wished my friend elderly man he wished me good evening sir and i was so surprised my friend spit on him for again he was responding but he spit when i saw that i felt very bad anyway my spiritual practices don't get involved with anybody so afterwards he said swami ji you have seen you must be feeling bad i said no if you spit on me then i'll feel bad as long as you don't do that fine then he told me he said this man he is a retired income tax officer and when he used to come to all our shops and everywhere he used to make our life easier how much we have given him no end and on that money that he has collected from all of us he has constructed a huge kind of a bungalow and staying there in the same town but now after retirement he thought earlier people were respecting him and uh, giving him due honor and all that with that understanding when he moves anywhere he goes any shop he goes people don't even sell him suppose he goes to buy something 
See, I want to buy, let us take uh, a piece of cloth or a bed sheet or a shawl. The shopkeeper says, no, it's not there. He said, but I'll pay, but it's not there. We don't want to sell you, get out. He friends. Now, what was his mistake? His mistake was identity crisis. The power is invested in the chair, not in you. See, friends, exactly the same way. When you are on the battlefield, remember who are you? You are a warrior. Not a brother, not a brother-in-law, not a disciple, not a grandson. Now apply this principle in our day-to-day life. We all have to play different roles. We have to be mother, father, brother, sister, husband, wife. So many roles we have to play. And if we are not confused about our roles, the life will be very smooth. So the first principle of yoga according to Bhagavad Gita is this. Clearly recognize your identity at a given period of time. That's all. Now at this moment we are all sitting over here. What is my identity? I am a teacher. What is your identity? You are a student. Many times this we observe that when I give some example of husband and wife and if husband and wife are sitting in the audience, they will look at each other. I am not referring to you as a husband, as a person, but it's a principle. See, friends. And during this period of, let us say, one, one and a half hour that we have the satsang, we are unable to focus ourselves on this job of listening because suddenly the mind takes a tangent and goes away. The reason is we have forgotten for a moment that I am here for listening to Satsang. How simple it is. But instead of that, we get carried away. Some example is given, something we hear, suddenly we remember something and we go away. And as a result, our mind runs in three directions. Time, space and object. Therefore, Patanjali Marshi tells, Trayamekatra Sayyamaha Ven dharana, dhyan and samadhi Dharana is practice for Controlling the mind with reference to a place. Dhyan is control of the mind with reference to an object. And Samadhi is control of mind with reference to an object in a place for a longer period of time. Three things. So when these three things are perfected, Trayam Ekatra. So, our mind is fixed in one place and only on one theme and for a long period of time. Such a mind's quality or 
such a mind is called as Sayyama. Samyak Yaman. Sayyama. After this Sayyama is attained, then we become qualified to enter the Trutiya path of the Patanjali Yoga Darshan, where they talk about the various kinds of vibhutis, vibhuti path. In that vibhuti path, there are so many of them. One just for example, where it is said that if you do sayyama on your esophagus, kantakupa is esophagus. If you do sayyama on the esophagus, you conquer hunger and thirst. Now, how can we do this? If our mind is under perfect control, and to achieve this, you can't keep on sitting all the time like this. You have to conduct the business of life. You have to go work, you have to relate with the people, you have to do everything. Then, how do we do that? It is here. Bhagavad Gita is a very simple technique and this verse all of you know. But I am telling you from a different perspective. Four principles are told by which your mind can remain at peace with yourself. Four principles. But if those principles are correctly understood, if wrongly understood, you will get into arguments. So the first principle is we have no choice but to remain in the present. We cannot live yesterday. We cannot live tomorrow. Today we are. All the things that we do, we do only today. Neither yesterday nor tomorrow. All simple So, we have to live today, we have to do all activities today and if we are doing whatever we are doing with a hope, hope means you have gone to the future, with a hope then after you do this then I will get that thing and then I will be happy. So what I am doing unknowingly, I am postponing my own happiness in the future period of time. Bhagavad Gita tells, don't follow that stupid way of living. Then Bhagavad Gita says, Karmande Vadhikaraste means what? You have no choice but to live today. You have no choice but to do every actions now. And if your actions are the expression of happiness, don't do anything to get happiness. Whatever you are doing, do it happily. What will be the net result? You will not seek happiness in your life. What we are doing is seeking happiness. Never seek happiness. Whatever you do, do it happily. How simple life becomes. Now what do we do? We have got three channels. The body, the speech and the mind. So all the physical activities 
must be done happily. And whenever you do anything happily, you will not be tired because you are enjoying what you are doing. And the results will be wonderful. It will not be a mechanical performance. Most of the people when they lead their life, they are leading their life mechanically. Whether it is doing the yoga, whether it is going to office, whether it is doing the japa, whether it is giving the lectures, everything is mechanical. This principle I learned in Goa from one of my very good friends. He took me in his huge factory where they were manufacturing the steel files which are used for smoothening the rough edges of the steel. A huge one. There were about few hundred uh, lathe machines and with every machine there is one labor. And there is a conveyor belt. And all that pieces, small, small, different type will come. He has to take that piece, a one only one uh, action has to be done. He just tuck and send it back again. This is the only thing he was doing. So when I was moving around, I asked, I said, hey, uh, may I talk to somebody? Yes, Swamiji, you can talk, no problem. So one person I asked, I said, if I talk to you, will you get disturbed? Your work will suffer? He said, no, no, I can talk. Then I can do the job also. So he was talking and doing the job. I said, how come you do it so perfectly? Swamiji, this I am doing for last 20 years. Same thing. Same action. Then I asked him, don't you get bored? He said, bored? Horrible. Then he said, what else can I do? I had to feed my people at home. I had to earn money. I had to do that. Then how can you lead such a boring life? He gave a very sincere answer. He said, Maharaj, I will not tell you the lies. I will tell you the truth. After I go from here, I immediately start liquid spirituality. I open the bottle and have my booze and I enjoy. And the owner of that factory afterward told me, Swamiji, you please tell these laborers they drink and waste a lot of their money. I said, if I were in their place, I would do the same. It is very easy to advise people. But see what quality of life they are living. And the quality is not good because they are leading a mechanical life. Friends, life should never be mechanical. And when you lead your life mechanically, you lose the charm. And this is how you will see all the government officers, while they are dull-witted and dumb, because mechanical, they will get their salary whether they work or not. No challenges. See? Therefore, the teacher says, bring out happiness through every action. And the question comes, who should bring out whosoever you may be at a given period of time? If you are a cook, cook happily. 
not biting the teeth. Oh God, chapati bana bana ke. People they eat also lot. In that house, everybody will have constipation. Because things are not done carefully and happily. A very simple principle. Now, the second part was, Meaning what? When you have discovered happiness in your action, you will not wait for the people to give you an applause. If you are happy, who cares for the world? One day, in one of the medical colleges, after my talk was over, one student got up and she said, Swamiji, I don't like you are playing constantly with your beard. Now, had I been a very serious type of person, I would have given her a lecture on Dharma Shastra. But I said, no. I said, look here, it's your problem. Don't try to solve anybody's problems. Create problems for others. Relax. If this is not understood, what happens is frustration. Like many parents are frustrated in their life. Only because I have done so much for him. When he was a child, always used to catch my finger and go everywhere. Now after marriage, he even doesn't look at me. Do you like to have a son like that? He is 40 years old and holds the finger. Mummy, mummy, but a chocolate there, na? Will you like such a son? But these parents don't understand. The reason is, I'll tell you the reason. The reason is, when a child is born, is not only one birth, but many are born simultaneously. The child is born, the mother is born, the father is born, the grandfather is born. So many are born. And out of so many births, only the child grows. The mother never grows. See? And this is how I know is because these old ladies complain, Swamiji, my children have gone out of my control. Whatever. They don't listen to me. So really, call them, I'll fire them. So, she called. First, Raju come. Raju came. Retired brigadier. <laughs> now tell me, you could laugh. I was crying. I said, Mama, even God cannot help you. The day you understand this principle, let happiness be expressed through every action, you have fulfilled your life. Otherwise, every time, what will I get? What will I get? Now do it everything. Everywhere you apply this principle. Like I was in Vrindavan and sitting, it was a winter time, I was sitting in the sun, about a dozen people sitting around, having a cup of tea, enjoying. One person dropped from somewhere. Swamiji, uh, what do we get by chanting Lord's name? 
Why should we chant? So I ask him, are you a Baniya? This is a question coming only from Baniya. What do I get? I said, be clear, you get nothing. Oh, but then why these people are telling that you should chant the Lord's name? I said, because Mahatmas are fed up because of the devotees. There are two types of people associated with Mahatmas. One is devotees, others are disciples. Disciples are with the Mahatmas for changing themselves. Devotees are with the Mahatmas to change the Mahatma. They will demand, they will dictate. See, and then what they can do? They are Mahatma, they have to live with everybody. So what they do? This is a secret I should not have told. But anyway, I am telling you. They will tell you, if you chant Lord's name, you will have peace. So, they give a long mantra. Not a small one. Ariyam, Ariyam, Ariyam. No, 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 no. You are my special devotee. Therefore, I give you a special, like special chai, special mantra. And not ordinary, maha mantra. This is not given normally to everybody, but you are special there. And now that Dumbo is inspired. <coughs> then, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Beta, you have to do this mantra at least 36 manas per day. And the mantra is done. One time you chant, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, one. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, two. Like that, 108 times multiplied by 36. Whole day is booked. And when that devotee goes to the Mahatma, Mahatma in the Sandhya's beta, Jab kaise chal <laughs> Better don't go. This is how the Japa protects Mahatmas from the devotees. Don't have anything in expectation. Do the things for the joy of it. Yesterday I told you, we have no purpose in life. Don't unnecessarily make yourself very great. Mike has no purpose. The one who is wielding the mic, he has the purpose. Mike can be kept anywhere, whole life, who cares? Similarly, the Lord has the purpose. And for that he created us. So we are also Mike. Mike means the Karya of Maya. The effect of Maya is Mike. So we are also the effect of Maya, the Mike. So what is that? Whatever we are supposed to do, do in such a manner that no regrets, no frustration, no misery, but only joy. 
But the third principle tells, but how can it be done? Now the teacher says, Ma karma phala hetur ho. Ma karma phala hetur means what? Now here we have to learn the meaning of karma. Patanjali says, the karma shaya of your last life is responsible for the three things in this life. Jati, Ayu, Bhoga, Priya. See how we get carried away. If we are already programmed according to our last life's karma, karmashaya, total karma from the last life, already programmed. What is the programming? First, jati. Where you will be born as what? We have no choice. Ayuhu, what will be your longevity? It's already decided. And bhogaha, and what kind of bhoga experiences we are going to go through is already determined. See. Then what is to be done? Stop doing karma. So do you suggest us to become lazy? No. First of all, find out what is the meaning of karma. So we come to know karma means action plus doership is equal to karma. So when they say don't do karma, means what? Drop the sense of doership. But our whole life is spent. I have done this, I have done that. I have done this, I have done that. We can't even stop our sneeze. See? It happens sometimes, isn't it? You are sitting in your important meetings and one of you say, hey, excuse me, so everybody doing the uh, no, keval kumbhak. And the sneeze doesn't come. <laughs> See? What is in our, our control? But we have that arrogance. I have done this, I have done that. And such people, they suffer the most in life. There was a great saint in our Bombay. You all know his name, Nisargadatta Maharaj. He had been a great, great inspiration and guidance for me. His approach used to be very simple, not complicated. He used to say, always use passive voice when you live in your life. What is a passive voice and active voice? I have done this karma. I have done this job. What is the passive voice? The job is done. Doesn't matter who did it. But when we say, I have done this job, in that job becomes secondary and I become primary. Technically it is called as Kartari Prayog. Kartari, where the Kartrutva Abhiman is important. And this is what is called as the ego, ego, ego. Prakruti kriyamanani gunai karmani sarvashaha ahankara vimudhatma kartahamiti vanyate. So, what will be the yoga of Bhagavad Gita? 
we have to remain extremely alert that in and through all the activities of our life, let this ego be not precipitated. Now, how do we know whether ego is precipitated or not? Only one technique. Dukkheshu anadvigdamanaha sukeshu vigadaspruha. Somebody will appreciate, somebody will condemn. This is how the world is. Therefore, ma karma phala It's very, very important. But we are all the time thinking, I have done, I have done, I have done. Like here we are here. Now this is a collective expression of the divine will. But if I have this foolish understanding, I am giving lecture and you are listening. I am the fool of the highest order. Because I may be giving lecture, but who is listening? Everything is required in life. Unless all of us come together, this cannot happen. And every one is important. Whether the person arranging the chairs or switching on the light or the mic, Everything is necessary. But we have the wrong notion. I am trying to improve the world. God has failed to improve us. And we, the unimproved, want to improve the world. Therefore, Mahakarma Falahetarabhu. And the most important principle of keeping your identity clear is Mate Sanghastu Akaramani. Do not ever yield to. VRS. VRS is the abbreviation of the virus. You know VRS? Voluntary Retirement Scheme. Never retire in life. First, we have worked for ourselves. Now, work for the world. That is important. And when we are doing it for the world, then there should not be an arrogance that I am doing something for... No! It is the opportunity that we are bestowed by the Lord. And therefore, we live thereafter, not for ourselves, but for the world. Loka Sangrahami Vapi Then alone, the lethargy, laziness, depression, frustration will go away. Just observe this. Most of the old people suffer from this problem. Problems in life are born out of two things. Because you have something or you don't have something. Those who don't have children, they are miserable because they don't have children. Those who have children, they are miserable because they have children. See? Similarly, those who don't have time, they are very busy, they are miserable. Oh God, they are right, just mechanically. Okay, such a person gets retired. Thereafter, no, jau to jau kaha, jau. We all suffer only because of excess of time. Keep yourself occupied. Now in the old age, what should be the occupation? Now be attentive. Now your real life starts. 
when you are finished all your responsibilities, then your real life starts. Kick the bucket list. Enough of this world. So all that you have earned, spend it before you die. See? And be attentive. Thereafter, you spend time in your personal spiritual evolution. Study scriptures, go to various holy places. As an unclaimed person, lead a simple life. Don't show to the world that you are a millionaire or a maneuver. All useless people are there. Be a simple person, unclaimed, hire out some place, maybe for a few months, and stay in that holy place, attend to satsang, and in this whole process, observe your mind. Then one day you will come to discover, be attentive, those who are leading their life on the stage, like the people who are performing, dance, drama, music, acting, being an actor in a cinema, such people, they lead a life only on the stage. The moment they get off the stage, their life is a disgusting one. Because they cannot face themselves. So from here, they start facing themselves. And slowly, the Lord will provide you the correct opportunities. See friends, Bhagavad Gita was told to Arjun towards the end of his life. And Yoga Vashishta was told to Bhagwan Ram when he was 15 years of age. Therefore, Bhagwan Ram lived as a Jeevan Mukta Purush. He was never frustrated because he has prepared himself. And how did he come to this point? So when he was pretty young, maybe a teenager, 13-12 years, then he told his father, Dashrajji, that Sir, I haven't asked you anything. May I ask you something? Yes, my dear. What do you want? He said, I want to go to the holy places around the country and see the world. And he moved around. And he saw. And came back. Because he learned from every experience of his life. And the very first chapter Pratham Sarga of Yoga Vashishta tells what was the impact of his moving in the world, not as a royal prince, but as an average person. Then he came to know what really life means. We are living in a cocoon. We are living in a um, well, not going out of the well. Friends, this is very important if we really want to grow spiritually. 
we go to so many places, so many ashrams. Rishikesh, Haridwar, Vrindavan, so many places, hundreds and thousands of ashrams. You go and observe all the ashram inmates. They are leading a life of absolute security. There is some servant who will wash their clothes. There is another servant who will give them food. There is another servant who will take them for a walk. So their life is so much dependent on so many things. If one little thing goes here and there, they are totally paralyzed. Because too much of security. Our devotion to the Lord is tested when we do not opt for any security. See friends, therefore, Mate Sangastu Akarmani, do not yield to leading a retired, frustrated life. Work hard and lead cheerfully and happy. When this is practiced, then you will be left with no time to get bored. You will not be left with anything. Now, uh, I have done so much for everybody, but nobody remembers me. Don't bother. You are not doing it for others. This is the basic principle of Karma Yoga. Whatever we do, nobody needs us. It is our need. So important. When we were not in this world, there was nothing lacking. And when we leave this world, I guarantee you nothing will be lacking. Don't trust me. Go and see. Like you know, many of you retire after some time. And after retirement, watch that institution where you are working. Do you think anything is lacking? See friends, in 1961-1962, there is to be, before China war, there is to be a big headline in times of India. After Nehru who? As if, if Nehru dies, the country is going to be closed. So may Nabi Beiman, Hirbi Mira Bharat Man, Nobody is required in this world. So is our case. Then we need to do the things. When this attitude is taken, then we are following Yoga of Bhagavad Gita. Then you are not at all disturbed. One example I tell you, there is one gentleman, he did a good research somewhere in UK and some of his colleague, maybe his boss, he took away all his findings and published the paper in his own name, did not even mention this student and as a result he became frustrated. And what is frustration? Went into depression. Now I don't feel like doing anything. Everything I have lost. I am an unsuccessful, a frustrated person. 
So his parents, Swamiji, what he should do? I think he deserves to be frustrated. Don't justify yourself being in depression. Depression is a sign of a very strong ego. Make others depressed. You relax. See, friends. Mahati Sangasu Akarmani. In this manner, when we are practicing this, the teacher told Arjun first, what is the secret of all these things? So Bhagavan tells, look here, we have been listening so many things. And as a result, we are extremely confused. Somebody tells, do yoga, somebody tells, do pranayama, somebody tells, do the japa, somebody tells, go for a running, somebody tells, do the surya namaskar, somebody tells, do chandra namaskar. Is there a chandra namaskar? I don't know. I never practice yoga anymore. So many things. And we get confused. This is in your yoga. Then in Dharma Shastra. If you go to um, uh, Haridwar, this will be good. If you go to Prayag, it will be better. If you go to Vrindavan, oh ho oh, oh, uh, where to go? Confused. Then you go in the Upasana. If you do Shiva's Upasana, so good. If you do Krishna's Upasana, you hear Rama's. Bhagavan Krishna says, Shruti Vipratti Pannate, Yadasthasati Nishchala, Samadhavajala Buddhi, Tada Yogam Avapsasi. Bhagavad Gita's Yoga. Shruti Vipratti Panna. You have heard so much that you are awfully confused. Our confusion is Ganga gaya to Ganga das, Jamna gaya to Jamna das, Garmya aya to Devdas. Totally confused. We must know what is done for what. And then you will come to know nothing is useless. Everything is useful provided you know the purpose for what something is done. Like yesterday I gave you example, the uh, getting up early in the morning. If you know the purpose, the value, you will never have any difficulty. Similarly, when you are doing yoga sanas, if you know the purpose, no difficulty, then it becomes spiritual practice. See, pranayam, if you do for a purpose, why you are doing it, you don't know. Everybody does, I also do. No. See friends, asana, pranayam, this is done only for one purpose. And the purpose is freedom from body identification. What is called a siddhasana? Siddhasana is you sit and thereafter you park your body on the asana and forget about it. It is something like we go to a place and park our car. If we are park our car in a right place with a proper token, you are relaxed. 
then you go and do your job and come back. Car will be there. But if you are parked in a wrong place and maybe it is a towing zone, when you go inside, your attention will be all the time on the car. Exactly the same way. Our attention is all the time only on the body, body, body. But the purpose of the asana is keep the body once for all on the asana seat and thereafter get out of the body. Freedom from body identification is the purpose of doing the asanas. See? But Shruti Vipratipanna, but we are so confused. We have to do the 64 asanas and take this leg here, this leg here and then get locked and then worried. Oh, Kultai ni. friends, purpose should be clear. Similarly, pranayam is done for the same purpose. See, what pranayama should do? The body and the mind, they are held together by the glue called the prana shakti. By controlling the prana shakti, what happens is, the grip of the mind and the body is loosened. And unless the mind drops the body, samsara can never be over. And the body and the mind are separated under three conditions. Condition number one, ignorance in deep sleep. We are nobody. We are neither mother, father, brother, sister, husband, wife. We are nobody. Therefore, no desires. Therefore, no miseries. Therefore, all happiness. Therefore, loud snoring. Try to snore when you are awake. Why you can't snore when you are awake? Because you are not happy. So, the mind and the body are separated from each other in deep sleep, but it is in ignorance. Now, the second thing. The mind and the body are separated permanently under compulsion, and that is called death. Yoga and pranayama is separate the body and the mind without going to sleep and without dying. It is for this purpose the pranayama is practiced. And the other benefit, they are byproducts. Like the example I gave you, the cow is kept basically for the milk. And cow dung and urine will come free, don't worry about it. Nobody keep the cow for a cow dung. No, I have kept the cow. I, I want only Indian cow, desi cow. Why? So that I can get good gober. It will come anyway. So when you practice pranayam, slowly the grip of the mind on the body is dropped. Now be attentive. What exactly happens? Our mind is having 
two-way approach to the body. One is, there is only one mind for the total universe. Like, there is one space, there is one air, there is one water, there is one fire, there is one earth. Exactly the same way. There is but one mind. But then, one earth is divided. India, Bhutan, Nepal, China, Korea. And all these are separated from the total. And the samsara of the nations begin. Exactly the same way. The total mind, be attentive. The total mind is responsible for maintaining life in the body. When the mind drops the body, the life departs. Now, this is a common mind. Now what happens? The same mind takes the shape of a particular body. And after the shape is adopted by the body, thereafter that mind will always think in relation to that body. Think. When we give example of a child, we remember our child. When we give example of a grandchild, we remember our grandchild. When we give example of the childhood, we remember our childhood. Because we are all the time trained ourselves to think in relation to the body. Because the mind has taken the shape of the body. And after the mind has taken the shape of the body, then alone we are separated from each other. Earlier days, when there was no ACs in our Indian railways, there used to be third class also. First class, second class and third class. Then India started progressing, the third class removed. Only first and second class. Changes were not good. So, when we used to go by train those days, get into the train and start fighting with each other. And uh, train is like God, and it will start too much of heat, no AC and lullaby and after that people will open their containers and start eating. And when you eat a lot and nothing to do, then lullaby, tuck, 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 slowly sleep. And then somebody's legs come in my lap. No objection. My hand goes in somebody's pocket. No because the mind has dropped the body identification. But the life is still there. That life is maintained by the common mind. Therefore, we all have got the same physiology, the same metabolism, the same blood circulation, the same health problems. Same.
Because mind is same, life is same. Be very attentive. Pranayama is done to help us recognize that we are functioning through the body and we are no more living as the body. The result of your yoga asanas and pranayam, if it leads to this conclusion, this experience, then asana and pranayam becomes the yoga according to Bhagavad Gita. What was Arjuna's question? How can I kill my nears and dears? Meaning, killing is not a problem. Problem is my nears and dears. How do you expect me to kill my grandfather and my guru? Then, if it is your grandfather, your guru, I have no problem. Simply it means. So, where is the problem? The problem is, mind has taken the shape of a particular body. Be very attentive. Anything you hold for a long period of time, you get tired. See? Like when you people do Shavasana, then you are told, no, relax, 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 relax. And you think that your body is relaxing. No. Body is not relaxing. It is the mind that is relaxing. Body is never tired. Body is never exhausted. It is only the mind. Because the mind has been holding on to that body shape for a very long period of time. And when it can no more hold, it drops the body. And when the mind has dropped the identification shape of that particular body, immediately the person goes to sleep. What is the sleep there for? Sleep is life where the mind is not identified with a particular body is called a sleep. Therefore, Bhagavan says, Shruti Vipratipannati Yadasthasyati Nishchala When you have studied, heard so many things and because of that you are extremely confused. Yada Nishchala Asthasyati when you are left with no doubt. Whatever we are doing, what is the purpose? What for it is done? Bhagavan Shankaracharya says, Vida Vadana Saundaryam Bhuktaye Natu Muktaye. If you are a great artist, you can enjoy, but you will not be liberated from the clutches of this relative world. See? All these great, great uh, musicians will see their personal life. If somebody is given Padma Bhushan and other one is given Padma Shri, he refuses. We think I am lesser than him. The music is only for bhoga, it is not for yoga. Bhuktai. And therefore you take anything in this world, your mind can never remain attracted towards anything for all the time. Take anything, food, people, place, time, 
occupation, relationship, mind can never remain. Because mind is constantly changing and have we not done in our childhood what we used to like. Today we don't like it. What were our values? Now they are not there. Say I was talking to a girl two days before. She is doing her law. So I said, why you are wasting your time in doing law and all that? Just get married, you get free in laws. He said, Swamiji, where from you get all these things? I always had a feeling. Swami means he will take beta, padai, achi, How you tell like this thing? I am getting confused. I said, that is my principle. Either confused or convinced. Then I said, okay, what is the branch of law you are taking? Somebody, I am uh, working two, three places and I am seeing this one, that one. I said, uh, do one thing, do any law. See, wherever you get maximum money, you do that. He said, again you are giving me a shock. Mahatmas normally tell, no, don't run after money. And you are telling, wherever you get maximum money, that you do. Why? I said, because I am practical. Then, your mind is no more disturbed, no more confused. Confused about what? Who am I? What I am supposed to do? Where I am? when I am and what for I am in this world. Ahara, Nidra, Maya, Maithunam or something else. Then one day by God's grace we will come to know. See friends, that as a human being the only purpose of our life is to grow spiritually. When we give undue importance to the science, we become objective in our approach. We don't remain subjective. Then this Yoga Shastra, it is meant for something higher, is used for something ordinary. There was one Sajji, he heard a lot about computer. So he told his uh, Munimji, Munimji, uh, get a very nice, expensive computer for us. So Munimji got a computer. And what can this fellow do? Oh, he can do uh, totals. 20 rupees ki sabji, 10 rupees ka dhobi. Oh, that is it. Very good. And that computer, what he bought for 200,000 rupees, he was using only for calculation, subtraction, addition. So you are wasting the abilities of the computer over silly things. Exactly the same way, the divine computer which is given to us by the Lord, it can bring out the best in you. But instead of that, only 
getting lost in this world. Therefore, the only purpose of our being human beings is only to evolve spiritually. Tada yogam avapsasi. There the word uses samadha vachala buddhi. Achala buddhi samadhau. Achala buddhi means undisturbed mind. There is no doubt. Doubt about ourselves. Doubt about the spiritual practice. Doubt about the goal. Doubt about everything is removed. No clarity. We have to allow the divine to express through us in his full glory. And for that, we must back it. That is the goal. So, Shruti Vipratipannati Yada Thasitinishthara. Now we have no doubt about it. What for we are? Then, Samadha Vachala Buddhi. Then, such a Achala Buddhi. Such a steady intellect, steady understanding. Samadhau. Samadhau means what? Here, Samyak Adhi Yate Yasmin Tat Samadhi. Paramatma, the Supreme Self, one's essential being, is called a Samadhi. Then you will merge tada drashtu sarupe avasthanam. Then you will merge back to your own essential self. And having merged in your essential self, thereafter, then it is not the same useless, disgusted person, but it is the divinity will start flowing through us. That is the fulfillment in life. See, friends, you all know the great Mahatmas like Swami Satyanandaji Maharaj from Bihar School of Yoga. He has established not in one or two, but over hundred countries, great yoga ashramas. His disciples are spread over the whole globe, not in tens or hundreds, but in millions. And after having lived such a creative, dynamic life for many years. One day, he straight away got up and his disciple, he put him on the seat and said, Now this is yours, I go and give me hundred rupees. He took hundred rupees from his disciple and went away. And thereafter, he spent time in chanting the Lord's name. Sri Ram, Jai Ram, Jai Jai Ram. Sri Ram, Jai Ram, Jai Jai Ram. What is called as the Kshetra Sanyas. He stayed only in one place. Now, be attentive. If, whatever we do in our life, if it has given you fulfillment, Like, if we have taken food and if it has filled in our belly, will we go to another hotel again? If all what he has done as a great yoga master, had it given him fulfillment, why he has to give up everything and go 
in the seclusion and start chanting the Lord's name. Because I was doing, I have done. I was doing, I have done. Bhagavad Gita's yoga tells you freedom from I. Not freedom for I. It is not removing one notion and replacing by another notion. No. Wrong notions are removed without creating new notions. That is why the fulfillment in life, Bhagavan says in Gita, what is the yoga according to Gita? Bhagavan says, Brahma Bhuta Prasannatmana Shochitina Kangshati. The life culminates in fulfillment and happiness. Now what is the meaning of fulfillment and happiness? Three things are told. Na Shochati, the past is no more hovering over him. Drop the past. Whenever we talk to anybody, observe what we talk. You see, we talk only about our past. I was there, I was here. I have done that, I have done that. Because that is what we are. Try to talk without mentioning your past and past possessions and past relations. Try to talk. Nothing to talk. I was here, I was there. I was born, I was in a new education, then this is my wife, my children. What else? Be my friends. And then those past pressures of memories, they don't allow us to live in the present. That is one of the reasons why old people are not accepted by the young youngsters because whenever youngsters are doing anything, immediately the old is begin. Jab hum bachche the, who cares yaar? Who is interested in our past? But old is like me. What future I have got? No future. Then only past. So bring it again and again and spread freely to everybody till they are bored, saturated. Give it a try. Na shochati and na kangshati. So, the real yoga is we learn to drop the past, we learn to drop the future, and we learn to be in the present without the influence of the past and the future. When the influence of the past and the future is zeroed, then the present also is not a tense. Then it is only a presence. This is the meaning of yoga according to Bhagavad Gita. And as a result, Samaha Sarveshu Bhuteshu. Nobody is mine or not mine. 
everything's fine. And this ultimately is called as Mad Bhakti Lavate Param. My ultimate attainment is this. Love, love, love. And for that, Bhagwan has given us this very clear instruction in the second chapter. To remove your identity crisis, redefine your identity. And after you have defined your identity, then what you are supposed to do, it is your need and therefore you do it. Unless we redefine our identity, you cannot decide what we are supposed to do, etc. And after this is done, then the teacher will take us to the third stage. What is the meaning of practicing yoga in our life so that we will be able to attain fulfillment in life? Let us leave it for tomorrow. Om Purnamadaha Purnamidam Purnaha Purnamudachate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamevavashishate Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Vibhuryo Namaha